0: Welcome to another episode of Fountain City Sports Media, a podcast made by Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name's Armando, a.k.a. Hot Take Mondo, and I'm joined by my friend Reese, a.k.a. the Reese Incarnate Bach Lesnar. And today we're going to talk about a couple things. The, the NFL schedule just came out, like... A couple hours ago, actually. So, we're going to do an instant reaction to the Chiefs schedule. We might talk about a couple of like marquee matchups that are going to happen in the NFL in general. Uh, we're going to predict what happens, wins and losses for the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs? I said Chiefs. Wow. And then yeah. after that, we're going to talk about what the hell is happening with our offensive line. Could be good. Could be. Good. Could be bad. Stay tuned because we're going to dive into all of it. But before we talk about all that, Reese, how's it going? Did I see you last week? Was I here last week? Last week. What did we do last week? What did we do last the, week? It was what the draft life? recap with Sam, wasn't it? No way. Was that, is that? The draft feels like a month forever. ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. No, I was just thinking at the end of the day. I'm like, man, it's been forever since I saw my buddy who came down. I'm like, dude, it was like...
0: Two weeks ago, maybe, Max? That's crazy. Uh, maybe maybe Cinco de Mayo was just so crazy it messed us up. What'd you do on Cinco de Mayo? Oh, what did I do on Cinco?
1: I think <laughs> I was home alone with
0: the dog because I think, no,
1: yeah, Noelle had an event at her job that she had to had to help run. It may have actually been Shuttle Cork at the Nelson Atkins. You know about Shuttle Cork? Ooh, no. Is that a fundraiser? Oh, my gosh. It's like it's the creme de la creme people at the the nelson in terms of like fundraising like these are the people that have like their names on wings and stuff like that oh gosh y- you know and they're the fundraising things are like you know win this trip to like sicily you know at the silent auction and <laughs> you know limos are there and it's 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 an entirely different animal from what i could ever dream of donating but uh so she did that and i think i stayed here I think I made a margar I made a blueberry margarita, which isn't as gross as it sounds. Nice. It was, uh, it w- I've had a blueberry.
0: I've had a blue margarita before.
1: Yeah. And like I used actual fruit. It wasn't like it's got like syrup with like you know, and put that in margarita. It was you like used a blender and stuff? Oh yeah, I used a blender, like actual limes, actual blueberries, all that
0: jazz. Oh, look at you. I didn't know you were a mixologist. I knew you were a bartender. Oh dude, mixology is in my blood. What's your What's what's your go-to drink then? I don't think I've had cocktails with you. I think you and I just slam beers, <sighs> baby. Uh, so I've got a recipe. Or what's not your best? What's one of them? How about that? So I've got a recipe for
1: a pretty mean standard margarita uh, using Mean Mule. That's really good. Um, Noel makes a really good April Spritz, and once upon a time, I haven't done it in years. I had a recipe for good old-fashioned. But I'm too lazy to keep bitters on
0: my bar cart right now, so yeah. <laughs> when I when I drive through Kansas City, I will I'll bring you a little thing of bitters. How about that? Oh, baby, it's odd. It's odd. You have to watch. The, there's this video on TikTok that I saw. Um, on Twitter, these these guys were making fun of this mixologist that it takes them like four minutes to make an old fashioned, and it and he does like the craziest things, and it's it's just simple, right? It's the bitters, it's the bourbon. Um, what else is one other thing that I'm missing that's in an old fashioned? You throwing the egg white in there to make it extra frothy. No, he didn't do egg whites, but it was like just very simple things. And it was a four-minute video. He like pressed his initials in the ice cube. Shh. I mean, it, it was. And then and then someone does like a, a reaction video to it. And he's like, just put the bourbon in here. Just put the bitters in here and just like slams a bunch of ice in there. He's like, here, here's your old fashioned. And then says a lot of expletives. Yeah, yeah. that was funny.
1: No, I feel that that's <laughs> kind of how Noel and I with coffee, too. It's like we are we love our coffee but we're not full on coffee snobs like the fa- the fanciest thing we do is we have a- we have multiple different brew methods we got a Chemex we got a Bialetti Mocha pot we have a french press and i think that's about it so like we're not going with like those you know mad scientist twisty tubes to make espressos thousand dollar things uh, we don't even own an espresso machine you know we're not our milk frother is i think it's like an espresso milk frother
0: you know so <laughs> Yeah. Put in your blog. Don't don't you and I have the don't you and I get the same coffee? Do you get the the santa fe coffee from costco we don't get that
1: here it's a uh, uh, oh but you had it at my house that's right dude you made like the greatest cup of coffee of all time it was that santa fe and, that, and coffee. that's just
0: on our like five dollar walmart oh. coffee mr coffee but yes the coffee beans at costco again where i'm not bougie as well when it comes to coffee but like i'm a black coffee drinker so the beans like have to be good I'm not again they don't have to be bougie but like they they can't taste awful i'm gonna go on another tangent because it's just funny. Did you know that um there's this like famous experience uh, experiment with all these uh foodies or like coffee lovers, and they do a blind test of you know these like really great coffees from New York and whatever, mm-hmm. but they also do like Dunkin Donuts, McDonald's, <laughs> um, Starbucks, and they have them rate what was the best black coffee. Do you and they all said one place was the best, you know which one it was? <laughs> I would guess McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's black coffee. They said was they did a blind test and they were like, oh my god, this is incredible. Is this from blah blah blah? From Astoria? And they're like, that was from McDonald's from Jersey. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's been sitting in the pot (laughs) since the since
1: Wayne Gretzky was in the NHL. Uh, No, I think. The best fast food cup of black coffee I've ever had is, have you ever been to a Tim Hortons that's either in Canada or in, like, the border of Canada and the USA?
0: Yeah, but I've never had... I, I just, Like, okay, so one thing that... I don't think you know this about me, but I either like black coffee or I like Frappuccino, like macchiato. Really? Something super dense. And if I'm on a road trip, then I normally go towards the, like, sugary drinks just to give me a little high. Oh, yeah. So I've been to a Tim Hortons, but I haven't had, like... I've I've had like a caramel macchiato something where I couldn't really taste coffee.
1: Get the black coffee at Tim Hortons, but only if you're in like a northern near-the-border, Tim Hortons. Because I, I have been told they're coffee. Like Buffalo? Yeah, Buffalo's fine. Buffalo's fine. Like, it's like going to Michigan. Going
0: to Cooperstown, I always pass like a crap ton of Tim Hortons. Ooh. Man.
1: Yeah. I've uh have been only been to Tim Hortons in a few places in Canada, but I mean, Tim Hortons. Donuts, food and coffee is what everybody in Boston wants to like convince you that Dunkin Donuts is, which is not. Dunkin Donuts is <laughs>
0: fine. It's very mid and not just Boston. I mean, like all upstate New York. Yeah, right. Like, now, spam it in their veins. It's funny how like there's not a ton of people that go to Starbucks, but there is like droves of people that go to the Dunkin. And I'm just like, wait, what? Which I mean, on Earth, I mean, Midwest and even West Coast, it's like Dunkin is a figment of our imagination. Oh yeah. I mean there wasn't a Dunkin' where I grew up until after
1: I left. It's just I don't know. Duncan's fine. It's very mid. I they d they're they're like gas station
0: quality donuts. You know, I can go to Quick yeah, Trip and like, guys get a donuts. It's more of like a cultural event, I feel like, for East Coasters, right? Yeah. It's like it, i think they know Starbucks is better, but they're like, I grew up on Duncan, my dad had Duncan, my my grandpa had Duncan, I'm Duncan with Duncan.
1: Duncan with Duncan, baby. Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea for sure. You know, speaking of shirts, I've got some ideas for some Fountain City Sports Media merchandise. Uh,
0: Let's hear it. Well, I don't want to say it on air social media. I was going to say because you can you can entice them, and then after you entice them about all the great ideas, then they can donate on
1: Patreon. Patreon. Well, I'll make you guys a deal, y'all listening out there. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to try and put together some mocks of some of these items, and we'll see how much they cost, and if they are. Cost not cost prohibitive, but they're within our budget. Maybe we'll get a limited run of some of these things going,
0: dude. We can, we, we can do like two dollar shirts at Walmart. Remember when Walmart used to have the like you make your own design? Oh, like yeah. they had like a little kiosk. Yep, we can,
1: we can do that. I mean, we could. That's I mean, it's possible if we can find one that's still up. <laughs> There'll be like some Walmart like Trenton or something like that that still does that. Uh, anyway, so. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com backslash FCSM, where you can get outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive miniseries, including Speedy and Angry, our 10-part in-depth deep dive into the Fast and Furious franchise, which is soon to be an 11-part in-depth deep dive, Jeez. because Fast 10 is coming out, I think, in two weeks now. So get ready for a live reaction pod from me and the Rad Rush and Alex Nikolenko on opening night for Fast 10. But that's at patreon.com backslash FCSM. And if we get enough subscribers and we can find some decent prices on some merchandise, check out some Found City
0: merchandise coming to a web store near you. All right. Thanks, Reese. And since we're talking so much about coffee, make sure that you comment on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and let us know what your favorite coffee place is and whether you think McDonald's is superior to uh, oddly correct yeah. or uh, what's another great place in Kansas City. What's the place that has the bread as well? Oh, uh, um, Messenger. Messenger Coffee. Yeah, dude. What a great place. Dude, one, yeah, I miss Kansas City.
1: One last coffee drop. Remember Thou Mace and the yeah. Crossroads?
0: Yeah. Remember how it was like the bar coffee shop? Yeah. Then didn't you guys do a collab too? You did a Thou Mayest Stout or something.
1: Uh, I think we... No, that was all with Messenger at Boulevard. But the important thing is there was a place in the river market called Key Coffee. Q-U-A-Y. K-U-A-Y, pronounced Key. But Messenger or uh, Thou Mayest bought Key Coffee moved in and sold their beans and i just walked by and it looks like they've completely re- like renovated it and now it's back to looking and functioning like the old thou mayest in the crossroads but now it's in the river oh, market dude that's awesome yeah it's tight we'll have to go there
0: when you come so by. they haven't they haven't opened yet or they are open oh they're, they're backing up and running yeah oh they're back oh all right mm-hmm. hey well you should do an instagram live there and do a taste test let's do uh Let's do, instead of a beer review, a coffee review. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Java up. <laughs> Java up. All right. Um, while we uh, while we dream about coffee, let's talk about the NFL schedule release that happened today. Um, let's go macro to micro. So I kind of want to talk about a couple of, of matches that I think are going to be really fun for viewers, not only Kansas City Chiefs fans, but NFL uh, NFL viewers in general. Um, the first one actually I think is gonna be a lot of fun. And Reese, I want your reaction to it and your prediction. Uh, how about Bills and Jets week one? Josh Allen versus new division opponent, Aaron Rodgers. That's exciting.
1: I feel like these are the time ty- the kind of trap games we always fall for, though, where it's plenty of hype in the preseason and the off-season, all that stuff. It's like, oh, this new player joined this team. This is new look, this is gonna be so exciting. What's gonna happen? And then they wind up being like a wet fart either because the team wasn't better with that player and that player is washed or in the case of like LeBron at the Miami heat, it's going to take like a month or like half the schedule for that team to finally gel. So that game could either be really cool or Aaron Rodgers is going to look totally washed.
0: Yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt and people that are on our text chain know that I'm, not, not not that I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, but I still recognize that he's very good. Yeah, and I think Aaron I think Aaron Rodgers has not that he's turned a new leaf. But it's like leaving a toxic relationship and then like leaving the toxic relationship, even though you're a part of the toxic relationship, like the grass is so much greener. And like you you just use like you shed like 40 pounds. You're a new guy. Everything's perfect. Garrett Wilson now looks like Randy Moss to you. So I feel like from what I've seen from Aaron Rodgers in the past month, like his press conferences, him going to... Um, Rangers games, him going to the Knicks games with like other people that are on his team and socializing. It just seems like a whole new Rodgers where like people couldn't even like find Rodgers in the Packers facilities. We're now like we saw Aaron Rodgers in the Jets facility like three days after the signing. Like we saw him already playing with people. So I'm going to give him the benefit of doubt and say that he's going to be prepared for week one. And again, I'm, I'm going to have this hot take like die on the hill this year that I think this is the bills like last year of us talking about them as contenders. Oh, wow. I think that the Buffalo bills are the next Baltimore Ravens where we thought Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens were going to rival the Kansas city chiefs. They were going to be, they were the darling of the NFL. And I feel like if people are, if, if, if the bills don't have a counter attack, To what NFL defenses were doing last year, it's over. It's over for Josh Allen. If he has another bad year, they're going to become the Baltimore Ravens, where they're still good, but now everybody is talking about the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Ravens are like always there, but they're never going to be the darling again. And that's what I feel is going to happen to the Bills. Which means Aaron Rodgers is going to win week one against the Buffalo Bills 30-21. to Wow.
1: And it's at New York as well. So, I mean, you better believe Fireman Ed and all those New Jersey fans are just going to be like out of their mind for that bills game man fireman
0: who's fireman ed isn't he like
1: that that jets fan that always wears like the green uh the green fireman helmet let me look at my poem was like
0: i don't know see actually like that i'm gonna look at the other what who's the guy that the that we brought on for our uh drafts on drafts the are your your new york jet contingent
1: yeah Dude, so here's the thing. Both, this is a Mandela effect, because I could have swore one of them was a Jets fan and one was a Giants fan. They're
0: both Giants fans. No. Right? Okay, wait, 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 wait. This is total, yeah, this is total Mandela effect. I remember him wearing a green jersey. I thought I do, too. I mean, do we have the footage somewhere? Can we go back and check that out? Maybe. We have to. It's got to be, like, maybe on, like, the inception of our Facebook account.
1: Man, like... I don't know, maybe he lost a bet and he had to wear that, but I could have swore uh, the second dude we talked to was a Jets fan.
0: Yeah. No, I remember Remember because that... I, I remember specifically because they had gotten Elijah Vera Tucker, and I think they got... Elijah Moore that year as well. Could have been. And like like I remember having him on twice and he may have had a couple more beers that second time. And it was like really fun to watch him just like <sighs> he was just so elated. Well no, the the first guy he we was talked never a Jets fan? First guy we talked to was a Giants fan for sure. Remember because he yes, had dealt- but this but this was the year that the Jets had two first round picks. <sighs>
1: we gotta go back and check the receipts.
0: Yeah, it was because I remember they were both USC guys, Vera Tucker, and uh, I thought Elijah Moore. Maybe it could have been someone else, too. Maybe. How funny. That was.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so bizarre. That's so. Maybe maybe, if, maybe, <laughs> maybe you switch sides. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: not Jets fan anymore. They suck. They got Zach Wilson. If this was actual Mandela effect, this is crazier than Sinbad not being a genie. Did you think Sinbad was a genie? Absolutely. 100%. Really? I can see it in my head right now. The Bernstein Bears
1: one gets me. The Pikachu not having a brown zigzag on his tail gets me. But I, I he doesn't wait. But he has a brown zigzag on his on his, stu- on his side or something. Yeah, but not at the end of his oh, tail, okay. which is crazy because I used to I draw Pikachu's that. in like second grade. Uh, really? Yeah, but no, I I remember uh, Kazam with Shaq very distinctly because like Disney Channel always showed
0: it when I was growing up. So, yeah. I, I don't I I remember Sinbad vividly as a as a genie. Oh man, Sinbad as a genie. And like Sin and Sinbad and Shaq don't look alike at all. No, like and this and this is prime Shaq, right? This is like he had the most athletic body we've we've ever seen, and until LeBron James comes and he's the most athletic person. Mm-hmm. Sinbad's a comedian. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> like he doesn't have a, like a jacked bone in his body. So I, I was very curious. Anyway, is there is there any other um, game that you saw that you thought was, stood out to you? Um, bah, 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 bah. I mean, we're going to talk about a bunch of the Chiefs games that stand out. Yes, to me. of course. Which uh, there's a lot that like if we talk about like the national eye, there has to be four Chiefs games on there where everyone's like, holy crap. Yeah. Um. Pfft. I don't let me pull this up really quick. Just take a take a quick gander at this.
1: see if anything jump out to me. Um, 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 uh, Detroit Lions at Chiefs week one is interesting but we'll talk more on that Uh, 49ers Eagles week 13 could be for playoff implications and revenge for the Eagles fans like oh it didn't make any difference so they didn't have a quarterback it's like no I made a world of difference they had no quarterback yeah Um, Jets Dolphins, the first time they play will be pretty interesting because those are both two teams that are gunning for the Bills and might have the talent to do it. Uh, I do not give a rat's patoot about Cowboys 49ers because I'm over the Cowboys forever and ever and ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say those are some
0: of the highlights I'm looking forward to. I think week seven Dolphins-Eagles will be good Ooh, if yeah. they have two... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the NFL now is like I think the elite teams are getting elite-er and then everyone else is kind of just like there. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, what we kind of talked about is the AFC is really stockpiling quality quarterbacks. And I mean, I saw a graph yeah. recently where they were ranking the NFC quarterbacks and like one and two and I think one through three was like Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Uh. And it's like in theory the AFC West could
0: potentially roll deeper in quarterbacks in the entire NFC. Oh, undoubtedly. And like and, and and you're like using future stocks on Dak. It's not like last year's Dak is ranked the second quarterback. It's like what you think he could be because of that one like almost 5000-yard season that he had before he was injured. Yeah. That's sad, dude. Kirk Dak and then of course Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts is real fun yeah. but everybody else like
1: Yikes! But to your Dak future stocks thing, dude. Dak's been in the league now for seven years, so it's like, what is future? And injured, <laughs> and injured, right? So it's kind of like he's eventually got to step up, or dude. If I'm Dallas, I'm drafting a quarterback pretty soon.
0: What do they? What was that guy? Ben Ben Nucci.
1: Oh, Ben, ben? Nucci, dude, the pride yeah. of the St. Louis <laughs> Battlehawks. Put some respect <laughs> on his name. <laughs>
0: How, how do we get that Caleb uh, Williams guy? Start Ben DiNucci today,
1: oh, dude. Ben DiNucci's just scrubville, USA. Rest
0: in peace, Ben Denucci. We're we're thinking about you here in in Kansas City. Speaking about Kansas City, Reese. Why don't we get right into it? Let's talk about the Chiefs' schedule. Um, we'll have quick takes on on every week and then I want you to predict the score also keep a tally of what your uh, what your record is and then we'll talk about the record at the very end starting with week one the opener for the season Thursday September 7th um, we are going to play at Arrowhead or sorry G E H a stadium but let's just say Arrowhead um, at Arrowhead against the Detroit Lions what a what a weird week one and not only week one but like the first game of the season
1: yeah I would have been more afraid of this game had the Lions done a better job in the draft and really drafted some huge impact players, but I'm already circling this as a potential trap game for week 1. You know, the Lions finished the season, I believe it was 8 and 2, including a couple wins against Green Bay that kept them out of the playoffs. Uh, but they're not a high-flying offense we saw last year. They could put points up in a hurry when they really needed to. Jared Goff kind of had a resurgence. I don't think this is going to wind up being Chiefs-Rams-At-The-Rose Bowl Part 2, but I could very well see this being something like a 41-32-35 type game if things don't go well. So, yeah, why don't I say that? Chiefs are
0: going to... Uh, Chiefs 42-33 uh, Chiefs. That's the first time that you have predicted a a score that was more than 40 points for the chiefs. I think they always come out pretty hot
1: at the end of the year though, when they're fresh. Cause didn't they drop a 40, like a 40 bomb on the Cardinals
0: last year in week one Cardinals. Yep. Mm-hmm. They did on the Patriots like five years ago.
1: Yep. Yep. Huh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Andy doesn't bring out like the a game playbook, but he makes sure to like stunt
0: on people to, you know, leave a mark, let them know. That's true. And and the Detroit Lions defense is still really bad. And like even though they've they've got some new additions, it's still so young and there's still some holes on that Detroit Lions defense that I don't think they're I mean, you're playing the the greatest offense like in history, you know, Mm. Um, even without Juju. I'm not that Juju made us the greatest offense in history, but like, you know, it's going to be a daunting task at Arrowhead as well. After the Super Bowl, it's going to, there's going to be a ring ceremony like that. That is not going to be a good environment for the Detroit lions. But to your point, Reese, I think, I think that they have a great playbook. I love Ben Johnson as their offensive coordinator. He's doing some great things. I know I talk about on the chat all the time, the, the intricacies of their play action and like the things that they're doing on that offense that like, people watch for like people watch the lions to see what they're going to do and see if they can do some copycat stuff. I will say that I thought it was very funny that they signed Jameer Gibbs in the first round, but The week one, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to go off on this Kansas City D line. Like, yes, we're uh, actually we're not going to talk about the draft stuff until another week. But it's not like Felix is going to be, you know, high flying week one. It's not. I mean, George Karloftis, I hope, is ready to go week one and like has progressed exponentially into the second season. But let's be realistic here. The Kansas City Chiefs run defense is not great, never been great, and not something that we tout, right? It's, it, you know, we make great plays, we get to the quarterback, but one of the things we don't do is is we don't stop the run. And a guy like Jameer Gibbs, we don't have any film on, and and this is like what they're going to predicate their offense on. I think he's going to have a huge week one. So how about... I, s- I still think we blow him out like you said how about 35 to like 17 but two of those touchdowns are Jameer Gibbs and he has 150 yards and he's the front runner for rookie of the year after that game oh wow okay so 35
1: 17 a win from
0: hot 35 17 I'll have Sam Kuyper Jr. Uh, put our receipts for because he always he always does receipts for these NFL prediction schedules yeah, he's, all all right, right, he's our notary it. on retainer basically yeah <laughs> All right, so we uh <laughs> uh so we are one and Reese going into week two Sunday game against the Jags in Jacksonville. Who do you got? I got Chiefs
1: on this one as well. I know some people are a little worried, being like, oh, Jacksonville's gonna want revenge for you know, they almost beat the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Okay, let's pump the brakes on this really quick, guys. No, they they played a one legged Mahomes and they got Chad Kenny or Chad Henney for a quarter and a half. Like that game completely thrown out the window. I know they had a couple costly turnovers late, you know, where it could have made the game a lot more difficult. But if Patrick Mahomes was playing that game from the beginning, we were dropping again, probably 35 plus points on him. Easy. That's this Jacksonville team. I don't think is quite there yet. I don't think they were in the playoffs last year. If Tennessee could have figured out, I don't know how to play half decent football for three quarters of the year. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, jury's still out on him. I think he's turning into a good quarterback. I still think he's far from a great quarterback. So I'm going to say Chiefs win this one 29 to 23.
0: Okay, 29 to 23. Same same here, kind of the same sentiments, Reese, where we saw a lot of Trevor Lawrence, like, flashes of gold kind of with us um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. But like you said, a lot of flukiness happening in that Jags game. I think people are going to be surprised, though, with Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. I think people forget that Calvin Ridley, well, now he has a year of rest. But also there were moments where he looked better than Julio Jones. And Julio Jones was still pretty good at that point when they were paired up together. And I think a, a couple years, Calvin Ridley had more yards and more touchdowns than Julio Jones. So I think this is going to be a great get forward, Trevor Lawrence. I just don't think they're going to mesh in week two. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if... Calvin Ridley really helps out this offense. And again, another another year in a Doug Peterson offense usually does people some good. So I, I do respect um, Doug Peterson in the playbook. So I think they're going to be better, but still not good enough to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, especially after a dominating week one. I think we're going to have another great week, Two. So how about um hmm, about 27... 27 to 17. I think again, it's it's a low, and that's not that our offenses are going to be. Sorry, it's not that our defenses are shutting these guys down. I just don't think there's enough offensive firepower there to match up with us. So there we go, two and zero, Reese. I agree with you on the offensive firepower really quick. It's
1: kind of like I said last year, you know, does a big three of Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, and throw in Evan Ingram. Like, does that, does that scare you even with Calvin Ridley?
0: it's better with no, like, i think Ridley. it's gonna it's gonna be good but again like if if the barometer of success is like the jalen hurts eagles putting 35 points on us yeah like they're they're not gonna put 35 points but they like aj brown <laughs> jalen hurts zach or not zackerts um dallas goddard those guys are gonna put up 30 points on us yeah Trevor lawrence and evan ingram i don't think so All right, Reese, week three, going back to Kansas City, facing the Ryan Poles Chicago Bears with a revamped offense and everything with Justin Fields. Who do you got? I think this is going to be a big tell game
1: for Justin Fields. I think one of two things will happen. Either A, uh, he's going to do a lot of kind of Lamar Jackson-esque running around and extending plays and extending drives and – keeping him in the game just because he's always threatening and we can't contain him. Or I really think this game could be another big, bad blowout, especially at Arrowhead. And that might be the point where Bears fans are saying, okay, he still can't pass the football. What's our future with this guy? Uh, I'm leaning more towards the blowout, but I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a blowout where the Bears still put some points up on the board. Let's say, I'm going to say it's like 37, to twenty Chiefs.
0: Yeah, the Bears are confusing. I haven't done a lot of research on the Bears, but I'm surprised Ryan Poles didn't do more to shore up that offensive line. Like he got Darnell right but there wasn't no other marquee signing to kind of solidify that offensive line. That and that's what Justin Fields needs, right? Our evaluation of Justin Fields is predicated on like one of the worst offensive lines from last year. I don't think it got that much better where I feel like Justin Fields is going to improve, but it's not going to be in week three <laughs> and it's not going to be against the chiefs at Arrowhead. No, Um. I will say that we are Achilles heel are these running quarterbacks, right? Jalen hurts always has a good, a good day against Kansas city. Uh, Joe Burrow finds a way that uh, Josh Allen finds a way. All these mobile quarterbacks do a pretty good job against Kansas city chiefs. So if, if Justin Fields is the uber mobile quarterback and one of the greatest mobile quarterbacks in NFL history, like he's probably going to rush for, you know, maybe a hundred yards or maybe just under a hundred yards. Maybe have a touchdown on the ground. So um, again, I think we blow them out, but I think we still see a good running game from Justin Fields. Uh, So how about um, again? I don't really know the Chicago bears defense anymore. And I don't think it's, it's, it's anything good. to write home about. Yeah. So yeah, how about uh how about my first forty burger? How about a forty to twenty four? Yeah, forty to twenty four. I I like that. You know, I th-
1: I think one last thing about him coming into the season. You know, I know there's talk that they kind of revamped their receiver room, but we're looking at the the core. It's still DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Clay- Chase Claypool. Which honestly, like, if Patrick Mahomes had those three as his top three wide receivers, yeah, I'm like, those are a bunch of like BB plus dudes. Let's ball. I don't think Justin Fields is going to elevate a receiver room of DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Chase Claypool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 curious, and this kind of goes back to my original point: is like, you can have all those great receivers, but if you but if you're not giving Justin Fields enough time to make a play and to, like, actually throw the ball, which he he's not very good at. Like, you you have to set him up for as, as much of a success as you can, and not shoring up your offensive line is not a good way to start the season. So unless there's a splash, you know, in the next three weeks that Ryan Poles is going to make, like, yes, of course, DJ Moore is incredible, but, like, he doesn't have any time to throw the ball. What does it matter, right? Because yep. like, not only does Justin Fields need time, but he like really needs to plant and think about these these throws. He can't just like, you know, just like dart it out like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. He ha- he's probably like swamped with technique in his mind to try to improve. Yeah, very good point. We'll see what happens. All right, Risa, so we have a three, we have a three zero, we have a, a three game win streak until we get to week four. Did we continue that win streak, Reese, against the New York Jets in MetLife Stadium? This is what makes it so difficult. It's like staring at it right now.
1: I'm not super afraid of the Jets. I think they'll be better. But again, we don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to look. We don't know if he's still going to ball out. We don't know how healthy Brees Hall is going to be at this juncture. I think if Aaron Rodgers is playing decent football better than last year, maybe not MVP level, but decent football and Brees Hall is back, I think Brees might be giving us headaches and that can open up the passing game for Aaron because Brees Hall really was one of the great looking rookies of last year, regardless of position. I'm not as high on this receiving core for the Jets as some people seem to say. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and McCole Hardman. I mean, we know what McCole Hardman is and – Almost all of his yards after his rookie season came from manufactured touches. And Robert Sala is not a dude who's going to be able to manufacture touches. If Robert Sala turns Nicole Hardman Jr. into a traditional wide receiver all of a sudden, then I'll say, yeah, dude, Robert Sala is absolutely one of the top three coaches in this league. But I don't see that happening. And then Tyler Stonklin as their tight end.
0: You know, <laughs> they got a great defense. I can see him keeping it close. Wait, didn't didn't they get Robert Tunyon? I think Robert Tunyon left. Did Tunyon show up? I'm not seeing it on the depth I, chart. Oh, I thought he was another guy that is the Packers reject.
1: Oh, so, I don't know. Aaron hated all of his teammates at Green Bay and then demanded they all get traded
0: to the then Jets. Then they all came in. Yeah. Where's Ra- yeah, oh, Randall you, Cobbs did, there too? Yeah, I forgot about him. So Did you uh, see that meme where it was like, It was a jersey of Aaron Rod or him in a him on the field with a Packers jersey. And it was like asking for help for this awful wide receiver group. And it's him in a Jets jersey saying, give me that awful wide receiver group. (laughs) Basically, I I think this game is ultimately going to be won by the Jets defense. If
1: they do win, we got to see if they can be the same unit they were last year that we saw for a great portion of the season. I think if they can keep the Chiefs' offense in check, the Jets have a good chance to win this one. I'm not sure I see that happening. And for that reason, I'm going to say Chiefs win... say Chiefs win...
0: 27-24. Yeah. My gut says that we're probably going to win this game, but we also need some, you know... I need to throw a couple L's in here and this could be one of those gotcha games. This could be a game where they, they do catch us where we're riding high three and O we've just faced, you know, three pretty, you know, not super easy opponents, but probably pretty easy wins. So I feel like that jets defense is could Could catch us, right? Like I've thought that this jets defense has been good since last year and since week one, and I think they're going to be even better this next year. Um, and not that they're going to shut us down, but when you have Aaron Rodgers on the other side, Aaron Rodgers can, you know, put up, say, you know, say they hold us to three touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers can have that fourth touchdown. It's not that Aaron is better or the offense is better, but I feel like their defense can hold us to under 30 points. Um, because, you know, it is, it is, they have a great secondary, they do get to the quarterback. Um, And like you said, if they have a guy like Brees Hall, if they have, you know, say they do implement a great screen game with McCole Hartman, it's not like our defense can stop the screen game. any you know, very well, the things that we're good at is is not, you know, stopping the run. It's not stopping the screen game. So I feel like, you know, that could bite us like it could be like. You know, McColl's like, this is what I can do, and this is what the Kansas City Chiefs defense is not good at. Um, so I can easily see the Jets winning. My gut says that we're gonna win that game, but but for the pod and for for the record's sake, while Sam Kuyper Jr. writes all this down. How about the Jets beat us? How about um yeah, how about 2421 Jets?
1: All right, 24 21 Jets. Man. I think if the Jets beat us on defense, we're gonna score under twenty points. It's gonna be one of those like it'll be like colts Colts last year. where just the offense oh, cannot God. get anything going.
0: I was gonna say when's the last time we scored under twenty points? Probably Colts last year. I think jeez, Let's look it up chiefs colts twenty two the biggest fluke game I've ever seen in my life that was <laughs> well got take mondo I don't think i I don't think I've ever seen a more flukier game.
1: It's so funny. we go from a 56% chance to win that game to a <laughs> 85% chance to lose that game in the span of one Gosh. play
0: because of the Chris Jones penalty. Uh, what are you gonna do? Ah, which look, you know, that can happen again, right? especially at a game with the jets, like those plays are ma- are magnified. Let's do, let's do one more. Then let's go into a break Reese. So we got week five against oh, man. I wish Sam was here. The Sam Kuiper jr. Minnesota Vikings in Minneapolis. Who do you got? Well, let's see. Is this
1: game primetime? No, it's 425, no. but it is a CBS game, which means that Chiefs get an automatic plus one power boost for being on the AFC network. Um, This is another tricky one. Uh, you know what? No, I'm going to say we beat the Vikings here. I think it's going to be fairly convincing. I think Justin Jefferson will get his, but I feel like we're going to knock Kirk Cousins down all game. I feel like this is going to kind of play out like Chiefs Niners last year where this will be one of the games where we put up like numbers that throw off our sack and rush numbers average for like the rest of the season. You know, we'll hit Kirk like seven times. We'll sack him like three or four times. (laughs) He might even like run out the back of the end zone like freaking uh, what's his nuts. Garoppolo. No, Orlowski.
0: Yeah. Did, Did Garoppolo run back the end zone for us? Yeah, I think so. uh, not against us, but like I think there's a video. I did because I think people were giving me crap when I was on on the Garofalo train. Anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, so I, and this is not a disrespect. I just I'm not sure how good that defense is yet for Minnesota. Yeah, and there were some teams far worse than us that ate their lunch last year. I think the Vikings can put up points, but I see this being another blah blah blah. Let's call it. Let me be generous. I'll say 33.
0: 33 uh 26 Chiefs. Yeah. I it, very similar to what you said, Reese. This is going to be a Spags game. And it's going to be very similar to how we play the, the Raiders. Like the Raiders always have those high flyers, you know, like Devontae Adams or back in the day, you had Henry Ruggs. Um you had guys that could just go up and get the ball. Against like one on one against our awful corners, um, and I feel like I feel like it's it's very similar where Spags is gonna like like you said he's gonna bring the house, and Justin Jefferson's probably gonna have an eighty nine yard touchdown, um, Jordan Addison's probably gonna have a seventy yard touchdown, but it's still fourteen points right, and these, we're gonna get and they're gonna get to Kirk Cousin, so it's gonna be one of those games where like yes. Justin Jefferson is still going to get his, but he has to get his four or five times in order for the Vikings to win. And that's not going to be the case. Um, And and again, like this is actually coming from Sam Kuyper Jr. The Vikings are a very confusing team where like you have a fan like Sam Kuyper Jr. that wants them to tank, that sees that their window has closed. But then you see the moves that the Vikings have made this year in the offseason and the draft. And it shows that they're reloading and they think that they have a chance. And I don't necessarily think it's because the Vikings are good, it's just that the, the NFC is so bad, it's like it's anyone's game, right? So it's just a very confusing team that I don't know what we're gonna see from that Kansas from that Vikings offense. Um, but I don't think we're gonna see anything crazy. So yeah, how about um how about Justin Jefferson gets a couple touchdowns, Jordan Addison gets one touchdown. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs still blow them out. So how about 35-21? to 35-21.
1: All right. I like it. I like it. Can I throw one last question into this just to kind of be Let's a... do it. So do you know what Patrick Mahomes' stats are in a dome? I do not. I need to look this up. And Astronomical. I'll, I'll have this waiting for us by the time uh, we come back from the beer review break, but... My gut says, from history, I don't think Mahomes plays very well in domed stadiums. So uh, We're not going to count SoFi, because it's a canopy. It's not a dome. But I suppose he's torn the Raiders up a few times. But I have memories like uh, 2019 against the Lions was pretty bad. Uh, the Colts last year was pretty bad. I feel like he's not a dome quarterback. So maybe being at Minneapolis might play against him. So the gotcha game, the gotcha game. I'll look this up over the break when we
0: come back, but yeah. All right. Well, I I have nothing to say that cause I have no idea, but we will see after the break Reese will have his stats, but before he has his stats, he's going to have a tasty beer to review for us. So stay tuned for some tasty beer review. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We talked about some NFL schedule. We talked about the first four weeks of the Kansas City Chiefs schedule. And now we're going to take a little break with a nice beer. So Reese is going to review a beer. Um, Normally, if if this is your first podcast with us, welcome. But also, uh, in between each podcast, we review a beer. We talk about what we like about that beer. We rate that beer. Um, So Reese... What beer are you going to review for us today? So this one's pretty fun. So, you know, I told you how I love when my wife
1: goes to pick me up beers because she's like, I'm going to pick up things that I think look cool and things that I think you'll like to try. So this it right. this is one from a local brewery that I've heard of before that I'm very excited to, to crack open this podcast. This is from Torn Label. It's The Witch, which is black ale with rosemary, sage, and black currant. What? Yeah, baby. Doesn't that sound dope? Look at that can I art, I can't too. even like-
0: fathom what that tastes are. like. I can't even imagine what that tastes like. Ooh, that's a cool witch. Yeah,
1: it's dope. It's a beautiful can design. It's actually a super cool can art. Uh, it's part of the wow, Artist Series. Like a fruity, A fruity black ale, maybe? Yeah, man. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Just kidding. Rosemary, wow. sage, and So, I was going to say, throw that on a steak. Let's say double-double uh, toil and trouble. Crack this open, and I hope it bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was so stupid. We lost all of our Patreon subscribers. There would be no
0: merchandise. <laughs> Yeah, but we but we just picked up 4,000 viewers in Salem. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, and everyone who <laughs> and everyone who's uh what's that film with uh, the witches? Hocus Pocus is part of their personality trait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Reese just put a spell on you and now Dang. That's all I got. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have any. I don't have anything witty after oh, that. Look. So we were bubbling Whoa, over. Just look it at that! That's so cool. <laughs> oh gosh, how how many Halloween puns can we put on May 11th? Uh, I can pumpkin us full of more of them if you want. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this will be my last podcast of the of the year. Reese is going to have a new. Uh, A new podcast partner. What's brewing? Thanks, Casper. Yeah. Anyway. All right. (laughs) Let them know, Armando, how to review these things. All right. So so we review with several categories. I'll just name them as we go. The first category is going to be, um, what is the first category? Appearance. Appearance. Reese just poured that into a tasty glass. And Reese, let us know what that black ale looks like.
1: Oh, man, that's so dark. I can't see through it. I mean, it, nice. it like absorbs light. And I, I think going by the head, I think it's a purple hue, kind of like a really dark beet colored purple hue. Mm. Uh, it's a pretty uniform head, about a quarter inch right now. Very. Uh, yeah, it's very fine bubbles creating a uniform head. Can't see anything going on inside that glass. I mean, hold this up to the light. Nothing's coming through. I mean, for a beer that looks like a witch, you know, it's called the witch. This looks like a witch's potion. So uh, for sticking to its guns there,
0: I'm going to give that like a 9.6 on appearance. All right. A 9.6 for looking a little witchy. Why don't you take a smell of that potion, Reese? And what does it what does it smell like? Oh, by the way, we, we rate these beers from zero being the worst to 10 being the best. So Reese, what's what's the smell? aroma. It's very fruity, tangy
1: and dank. I would liken the smell to like apple cider vinegar or
0: kombucha, you know, kind of that like fermented smell. What? Yeah. What gives it that smell? I can't even think from the ingredients, the rosemary. Curious. I don't think it's I don't think it's the rosemary.
1: Currant? Now, currants like currant is essentially what they use for grape candies over in the UK. Maybe the sage, maybe it's got a bunch of sage, or maybe black mm. ales are brewed differently, but it smells a lot like a, a vinegary
0: Goza. Weird. Yeah. Not what I would think. Maybe, maybe you have COVID. Oh, gosh, no. We're, <laughs> we're back
1: in 2020, I'm in a closet in a studio apartment reviewing Rat AF for the first time. Oh. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's really interesting. And again, for being a weird beer like this, well, not weird beer, uh, this disingenuous, being a unique, unique beer like this. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, this looks like a witch's brew. It smells like a witch's brew. Let's give it a 8.9
0: for staying in that witch's vein. All right, solid 8.9. Now our favorite category is flavor. Reese, why don't you take a sip of that and see if it... Uh, I mean, you just like describe five different smells five different aromas Mm -hmm. which one is it oh man
1: well you definitely get some of that some of that wu-tang in this beer uh let me take another sip of that man that's interesting you get a lot of rosemary a lot of rosemary get a lot of malt probably using specialty you know toasted malts for this bad boy Take another sip. I think I get some of the current in like the center and back of my tongue as it goes down. So yeah, this is a unique beer. This is every bit a black ale with rosemary, sage, and black currant. So overall, it's not my all-time favorite beer, but I think it's very unique. And again, it tastes like a beer called the Witch. So one more sip, I promise. Take your time. I mean, this is as unique as any beer we've reviewed in this podcast. I'm going to give it an 8.6, I think, on flavor.
0: Yeah. Okay. 8.6 on flavor. Pretty good, especially with all the things that are happening to it. And you seem to like it. So that's great. Mm 8.6. All right. Next, we have Mouthfeel. How how does it... How does it feel in the mouth? Is it heavy? Is it light? Is it crispy? Is it not crispy? Syrupy? What do you got? It's surprisingly light in the mouth.
1: Incredibly oh. sparkly and effervescent. Like, my tongue is tingling drinking that.
0: Maybe I haven't had black ales too often. These are, like, what I would not expect a black ale to taste or feel like. Or I've anything. had black lagers before.
1: Um, I would say... Yeah, lighter than you would think, sparkly on the tongue, very tangy on the sides of the tongue. So it's an experience, again, a unique mouthfeel for a beer called The Witch. That's just kind of like the story theme of tonight. So mouthfeel for that. Uh, This is one that you want to drink, but you really have to sip, which is kind of frustrating. So I'm gonna give mouthfeel. What's what's the ABV? Uh, six point, six point two, six. Crushable. So it it is crushable. I think the mouthfeel and the complex flavor keeps you from crushing it though. So I'm gonna give mouthfeel on this one. Probably a lower score. Probably like seven, seven. To be honest, I would love if this beer had such a complex flavor, but like a super basic mouthfeel to it. I think then it would just be fun to drink.
0: All right. Solid, solid. So, But still has a good flavor profile. It's very dense, so that's cool. Um, Then we have Aftertaste. The second sip on the back end. Are you getting any more flavors? Is it the same? I can tell you it's interesting.
1: As it's warming up a little bit, you're getting a lot more of those earthy notes particularly the rosemary and the sage coming through, it's, it's very akin to going to, like, a plant nursery. Not a child nursery, but a plant nursery. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you get a lot more of the malt and a little bit of a coffee back to it with the aftertaste. It's, so, it's sort hmm. of the reverse... Oh, my gosh, just like peed my pants and uh, drinking... The- of nowhere so i'm just like oh! in my headphones uh it, it's sorry i i left it in the track from like last week
0: so likely just story like, it's the witch's curse no oh, indeed exactly right well, um, what if what what if there's a witch's curse and after we're done predicting the schedule it's the it happens to be the opposite so if we predict 11 to 2 the chiefs go 2 and 11 patrick <laughs> holmes <laughs> demands a trade <laughs> to cincinnati that Bengals Bengals have a two quarterback system like the like, like the Texans did last year. Oh my gosh has has demanded a
1: trade to Cincinnati ever been used in a sentence, or am I the first person to say that?
0: uh I think or Orlando Brown jr. almost did that. <laughs> yeah,
1: Gilmer anyway, uh <laughs> coffee. So it's funny because with coffee, you usually get a coffee forward taste and fruity earthy notes in the back half but this is the reverse where you're getting fruity, earthy notes in the front and then a coffee taste in the back. So that's kind of unique. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's give it a 7-7 on
0: aftertaste. All right. A lot of unique stuff happening, Reese. Um, I wonder if that's going to play a factor into our Stonks Drinkability Quotient. How unique, how awesome is this beer? How does it make you feel? What's, what's cool about it?
1: Stonks Drinkability Quotient... For being a beer that I wouldn't necessarily call like super, I don't want to say drinkable, but that's not, not crushable, I do have to give this a very high stonks drinkability quotient of a perfect 10. Whoa. Just, just because, like I said, this beer 100% encapsulates the name of The Witch. And The Witch on this uh, can art done by tattoo artist Danny Perelman and printmaker Jordan Carr. This beer looks like what this witch is doing. She's got like her lamp, which probably has some sort of, you know, incense burning going on in there. She's carrying a bushel of herbs, uh, you know, and she's walking through a field. And this is exactly what that beer tastes like. It's got that unique Ivan Ooze purple color to it. It's got some funky aromas going on. Eye of Newt, Horn of Frog and all that stuff. It's got an interesting sparkly mouth taste. This is a witch's potion beer. So Stonics Drinkability Quotient is a 10 out of 10.
0: They nailed that. All right. Oh, ending off with a high note or a bang, perhaps a bang of pixie dust or I know nothing about witches. I I like rarely watch like witch movies and so it's not my thing, dude.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, there's what Charmed on the CW, and there's Hocus
0: Pocus <laughs> one and two, <laughs> Halloween and <that's> Town, <laughs> and and that's as far as the Halloween genre goes. Oh man, wait, well, hold on, uh,
1: not what's the one that wasn't I Dream of Genie, but it was like the exact same show but with a witch. You know, Sabrina? what I'm talking about.
0: No, Sabrina it was a teenage witch
1: back in the '60s. What was it? Ah, uh, with a witch no uh bewitched that's what it was bewitched oh yeah 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 yeah. so that was pretty popular you know man i don't know was i dream of genie better than bewitched tell us on instagram i dream
0: of genie or bewitched only wholesome content here in kansas in kansas city Found city sports media go ahead and comment what your favorite witch stuff is man we're already getting ready for our hunt for red october fest already in may man yeah you know it sean connery's in a <laughs> witch film While while reese continues his sean connery impersonation we're gonna go back to the nfl kansas city chiefs schedule as it was just released like we said a couple hours ago uh, we just finished off week five on to week six against the denver bronco stay tuned gentlemen we are back from a spooky beer review from reese that's right reese broke down his favorite horror films of 2021 through 1960 no, i'm just kidding but you'll have to listen to his beer review is awesome a very unique beer from torn label a great brewery actually reese and i uh last time we met wasn't it no it was maybe two meetings ago we went to torn label with logan and Noel.
1: Yeah, dude, I'll fight for torn label. Torn label makes good stuff. It's one of the unsung. Oh, well, geez. Mean, People in Kansas City know about it. Like people come from out of town, don't know about torn label, and they should.
0: Yeah, and I feel like torn label was the not the first one, but like they were one of the innovators of like dank beer in Kansas City. I remember yeah. like I'm um, like 2015, 2016 when like you know, double IPAs, hazy IPAs were, like, just making it into the scene, and Torn Label was already making bangers. I remember, I forgot what the Green Label beer was. Damn it. Alpha Pale? Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah Alpha. Just, like, super dank beers, very clean. Obviously, Boulevard was already doing it, but, like, when you have a microbrewery doing it at a very elite level, it was, yeah, OG, OG. Yes, sir. All right. Speaking about OG, let's talk about the OG rivalry. October 29th, week eight. We play the Denver Broncos in Denver. Maybe I have to go to that game. Um mm. and we have a we have a new coach in Denver, Reese, which I don't think we've talked about on the podcast. We have Sean Payton, who was just at um the Nuggets game with Russell Wilson. Is this gonna be the uh the next Kobe Shaq? Are are is the Kansas City Chiefs in trouble, Reese, in week eight?
1: You know. Up until I saw the fact that this is at home, I was prepped and ready to say yes. I was going to say, for me, we are 5-0 coming to this game. They're going to break our 5-0 and streak around our first loss. They're going to break our seven-year win streak against them, and this will be our first loss against them in that streak, all because Sean Payton, all because Russell Wilson's going to have a baby renaissance with Sean Payton, but... Being at Arrowhead, it's hard for me to say the Broncos are going to come and slap us. Although, I was just thinking about this game the other day. One of the few... Well, you you got a hand up? What's up? It's in in Denver. Really? My schedule says verse Broncos.
0: Are we sure it's uh, at Denver? I have updated 7 p.m. 7 p.m.? Hold on. Like, okay, some, we, like two hours ago, this was, I have it in
1: our field. Let's see. We need a third party source on this Chiefs
0: schedule 2023. Let's see. Yeah. Also on the main page, I have at Broncos. Like if really? you just my, type in Google. My Google says Broncos at Chiefs 715. What? Are you oh, sure no, I have? I have, wait, week eight. Oh, wait. Yeah. Week eight, October 12th. No, October 29th. Wait. Oh, no. I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh, okay. Womp, womp womp Keep this oh, all it's in. okay. I screwed up. Week six, <sighs> October 12th at Kansas City on Amazon Prime. Go ahead, Reese. As he takes a long sip of his witch's brew. Yeah, right? It gives me foresight. Uh, the only
1: thing I think the Broncos have going from this game is that we're coming on. It's a short rest week for us, uh, but I mean, it's a short rest week for them as well. Uh, I don't. So, OK, what I, what I was getting at is one of the few times that I would say the Chiefs have just straight out lost a game like no chicanery, no Chiefs beating themselves, no Carl Sheffers. The Chiefs just like straight up got beat is, weirdly enough, the COVID bus game against the Raiders in 2020. Do you remember that? Yep. And that was at Arrowhead, and that was breaking some streaks. So maybe the Broncos do come in and beat us at a night game and end all these curses. You know what? I've talked myself into that now. Broncos are going to win this game. Broncos are going to win this game 38 to 24. Oh god.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's my hot take for the night. Oh. Well, I guess cuz I've done like 3 years of this with you, none of this is like shocks me anymore when you say things like that. But that mm-hmm. is quite shocking. 38 points. Denver Broncos with a new Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't I I still don't see their passing game being spectacular. I think this improves their running game tremendously. I know they've made a lot of signings to have this like three-headed monster in Denver, and of course with Russ being a little more mobile, that's really going to help them establish the run game. But I don't think it's going to be like a high-power fly offense. They're they were trying to get rid of all their guys. They they were shopping already for Jerry Judy. They were shopping for uh, KJ Hamler. Um, so I just don't know what this offense is going to look like, right? Is it going to look like a Drew Brees offense? If so, you know, like the, the run game is very important in a Sean Payne offense. So I don't know if it's going to be high power, but I do have us losing either week six or week eight. I also agree that the streak is going to be broken and not necessarily because the Broncos are ready to compete with us, but just because they have a decent team now. Like it's like a decent teams beat us all the time. You know, we we don't we don't win all the games, especially when it's a rivalry game. And like we're going to get the Broncos a game like for sure. And they have a great running game, which again is our Achilles heel. So I think we win this one though, because it's Thursday night, Amazon Prime. I think the the lights are bright. I can easily see us losing Week Eight in a non you know in in Denver and a three twenty five or a four twenty five game. Um, so how about how about we, a, a nail biter though? I think these are going to be good games. So how about uh about twenty four to twenty three Chiefs? All right, twenty four twenty three Chiefs. All right, mark update. it down this, and we on to the next week. Week 7! Oof! Back-to-back rivalry games. We have um, the Chargers in Kansas City on Week 7. Who do you got, Reese? I'm
1: going to take the Chiefs on this one. That second Chargers game last year was close, and they always seem to play us close, but... Their coach is definitely on the hot seat this year. And Austin Eckler is not happy. And they could have a huge mental hangover this year after, I mean, an all-time choke job against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. So I'm not sure this team is going to be feeling so hot. Plus, if you're going to be looking at the Chargers schedule up to this point, they've played a harder first six weeks than we have. They have Miami, at Tennessee, at Minnesota, Vegas, and Cowboys before they play us. I don't think it's too crazy to think that they might be like 3-2, and two, which might make them hungry to save their season. Or they could be 2-3, and three, and they've already packed it in and turned on Brandon Staley. So, I think we're going to win this one. Uh, let's make it 32-27 Chiefs.
0: Okay, 32-7. I'm gonna be a little bold on this one. I actually um I've lost most of my charger stock. Um I I like Justin Herbert. We all know I like Justin Herbert. I always talking about how great he is. But I don't know what Kellen Moore is gonna to bring to this offense. I don't know whether that's gonna ignite a Justin Herbert. I don't think Quentin Johnson is the is the you know X factor. I think that Chargers defense is now not all time bad, but it is not it is a shell of itself, an absolute shell. And a, a, another team just like the who did I reference in the beginning? Um, just like the uh, the Lions, right? Another team that like is weak on defense. Oh, the Bears as well. Where there's like huge holes and they they didn't really make a big big splashes to solidify it, you know. And a lot of these guys are are salary cap, you know, held because the chargers made big splashes, the raiders made big splashes, the Broncos made big splashes. It's it's coming to bite them, right? The Chargers can't make a lot of big splashes anymore. So I'm not really sold on the Chargers yet. Until I see Kellen Moore and this new vamped offense. And this, you know, incredibly high powered thing with with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Quentin Johnston. I gotta see it first because I've you know I've been high on the Chargers and it's come to bite me. So how about we beat the Chargers? Um I'll still make it close. How about that? Just to give them some respect. 31 27 Chiefs. Chalk it up. Okay, Reese, then we go to oh no. Then we go to Denver. Then we got the Denver game, week eight, October 29th in Denver. Who you got? This is where it's it's hard to hedge my bets.
1: Because I said that we're going to lose the first one against the Broncos, I don't think we're losing both against the Broncos. So we'll win this one, even though it would make more sense to say we win the first one and lose the second one. But I think I'm going to say we lose the first one on the 12th against the Broncos and then two weeks later come back and beat them in a game that's way too close for comfort, like 24-23. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think that's all I'm going to say, other than I'm getting sick and tired of always playing the Broncos like two times in three or four weeks. Damn. And I think the, the the NFL needs to do a better job with their scheduling because this has been a thing now since I think about 2016-2017 is that it always seems like there's at least one Sometimes two division foes that they just like cram both the games, like the last seven weeks. So like, all right, your last, your last seven games this year are Chargers, uh, Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos, Chargers, uh, Raiders, Raiders, Jets, Broncos, <laughs> yeah, and Raiders. And it's like, dude, no, I want to play the division teams throughout the season. Cause when you play like, if you play the Broncos once in the first eight weeks and once in the second eight weeks, then it's like, we're a different team than we were last time we faced. We both are. Let's see what's happened. You know, who's gotten better, who's gotten worse. But when you play them 'em two times in three weeks like this, it
0: takes a lot of that out of it. And it's just kind of not as exciting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And a lot of the a lot of those games at the end of the season are not good, right? Like like we're we're always scared in the beginning of the season. We go, Oh crap. Here's you know, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, back to back to back in week 14, 15, 16, and they all they're always duds. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I have, uh, like I said, in the week six, I have the Broncos winning in week eight because the chiefs won in week six, I think these are going to be close games. Um, I don't, again, I'm, I'm curious about what a Sean Payton offense is going to look like with Russ. And I think, you know, oh gosh, in Denver and like being here in Colorado Reese, I will tell you the Sean Payton hype is huge everywhere I go. People are talking about Sean Payton and Russ. So I think that in power field. Is going to be loud, very, very loud. So uh, how about, yeah, how about Broncos win? Again, I, I still can't see Russell Wilson in a high-powered offense. Like, even even in Seattle, it wasn't a high-powered offense. Like, uh, I can't see him scoring a lot. How about how about I have the Broncos uh, 20, 27-24 Broncos?
1: No, Russell Wilson's a foul. I don't know where people saying he's a Hall of Fame lock came from because he's not.
0: Okay, next up. <laughs> Next up, we say, uh, w- w- what do we say in, in German, Reese? How, how do we say uh, welcome? Will- Willkommen in oh. Frankfurt Stadum Yeah, there you
1: go. Just like that against the Miami fishing
0: floofs or something like that. I don't know.
1: What <laughs> and a dolphin is.
0: Schuyler Thompson versus Patrick Mahomes.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Is Tua, Reece, already... Let's
0: talk about it. Is, is Tua going to make it a week nine? Uh,
1: I can't say he is. dude I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think two is. I think two retires at the end of the season. I think he has one more. He like, tried. Yeah. No, I, I can already see Coach McDaniels out there be like, ha ha, what's up? Bonjour, Frankfurt. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Weed's legal here, right? That's like Amsterdam.
0: <laughs> well, he's vaping out of a. Oh, man, that's funny.
1: Yeah, um,
0: dude. Yeah. I, I feel like the NFL got this one wrong. I feel like yeah. they like this was supposed to be a marquee matchup, but I feel like there's so many there's so much risk for the Miami Dolphins this season and and week 9 like like if it was if it was Kansas City and Miami going to Germany in week 5 or 4 even though I don't think they go that early. That makes more sense. I think the most sense would have been Tyreek Hill comes to Kansas City like, oh, my goodness, you know, Sunday night would have been amazing. But then you have the Chiefs and the Dolphins at 830 a.m. in Frankfurt and Skylar Thompson could be playing like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I see what the NFL is trying to do. I just I think this is going to come and bite them.
1: Well, and I was talking about this in the group chat earlier. It's just like all of these storylines of Tyreek Hill's first game backing as the Chiefs. Right. You know, all the stuff he said against the Chiefs, what Chris Jones has said back to Tyree Kill, the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl immediately without Tyree Kill. It's like, I'm happy they, did, they get to experience football, but there's about 16 other games on the schedule that would make more sense to play in Europe this season than this one.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know. Reese, so who do you got? What's What's the score on this one? I think it's going to be a weird game. Uh, I think it's gonna be a sloppy game on both sides. I'm going to say, uh, chiefs win this one 30
0: to 27, 30, 27. All right, pretty good. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a sloppy game as well. They, they all are sloppy. Like the, the travel is a lot on players. Um, I know from fantasy, there's always just a random player that pops off and normally the stars just don't show up. Um, so normally if this was like a regular team like I don't know the Raiders like if it was Raiders Chiefs in Germany I feel like we'd lose that game but yeah. because again I think the risk is just so high for this Miami team um yeah I'm I'm rooting for Tua I hope Tua can play the whole year but if Tua gets knocked down one more time I just I can't imagine What the headlines are if like and I'm not even talking concussion knockdown I'm saying if he gets sacked like twice in a game I feel like the scrutiny is just going to be so magnified and Tua already said this offseason that he was considering retiring he just couldn't retire. So, like, if you already have a guy that's trying to retire, I think he's doing jiu-jitsu to learn how to fall. Did you hear that? Oh, my gosh. Jeez. No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, he's so he's been training in jiu-jitsu or some um, martial art to learn how to fall. Like, there's an art of falling. When you're playing a game and Chris Jones is coming at you 90 miles per hour, you, you can't use your jiu-jitsu thing that you're doing in slow motion in a dojo. You no. know what I mean? Like... like it, there's just so much cringe happening right there that I'm, I'm rooting for him and it just, it nothing feels right about him coming back. So um, I think we win this one, but normally I'd say we'd probably lose a Germany game because I bet like Tyree kills just going to like be parting till like 4am and just stumble in and start barfing on the field. Uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll say it's a low scoring game. How about a, how about, how about a weird, like 17 to 13. Seven. Wow, that would be so. That'd
1: be that'd be exactly what the NFL deserves for putting this game over there too. It's just like a turgid offensive game between two high flying teams, dude. I, I love yeah, the idea of Tua doing uh, jujitsu though. Like you said, hey Chris yeah, Jones, before it's you weird. sack me, grab my wrist and put your foot right here,
0: please. Oh, I should not be laughing, but yeah, I mean it's it's just it's <laughs> crazy, man. Just freaking crazy. Uh, okay, so then we get a bye which is great, and I I this I applaud the NFL. This I'm like great. They give us the week. They give us the week by. Then we have the the game of the season. Week 11 in Kansas City, Monday night, Chiefs-Eagles. Reese, the floor is yours. We
1: lose this game because we always lose big revenge games during the regular season because Andy knows better than to bring out all the guns, and I think the Eagles are going to do everything they can to avenge last year's Super Bowl loss. I think that's all there is to it. I expect them to run the ball a bunch. I expect our offense to kind of sputter and not look good. I think Eagles probably beat us uh 31 to 31 to 17. Yeah, we'll say it. Well, wow.
0: no,
1: 31-20.
0: 31-20. you're probably right. And like, I'm I'm just so optimistic about this buy and like getting our, you know, not being exhausted to play a really great game, but at the same time you know the the season is a is a marathon and not a sprint and i i think you're right like and we all know like we have evidence of three four years of doing this podcast and like really watching andy reed andy reed holds the playbook in the middle of the season against really good teams like the things that we saw last year with isaiah pacheco in the play playoffs we did not see an iota of that in in the actual season um so i feel like you're right he's he's he can pull all the stops, but he's not going to pull out all the stops. Uh, I can easily see the Eagles coming out there like Jalen Hurts. Like, this is the revenge game. Jason Kelsey going crazy. A.J. Brown has three touchdowns. And just because, look, like they're good. And it's not that the Eagles are not good. But like, if they come in with their A game, with a chip on their shoulder, um, ready to stonk, like, you know, everything going. Absolutely. They beat us. How about um? I still think we do well. It's like I don't think Patrick Mahomes is just going to like, you know, sit in the fourth quarter, you know, like a no. like an NBA game. So how about like 30 how about 35-24?
1: All right, 35-24. You know, the interesting thing we didn't talk about though is the fact that Andy Reid's record off of a bye week is pretty insane. So yeah.
0: I bet I, man, I bet Andy I bet Andy's losing sleep on that when he's like, "Man, I know I know I could crush these dogs."
1: Yeah, right? I, I think if we if we lose to the Dolphins, then there's probably a good chance that he comes out with a better game plan after the bye. Fair. But I think if we beat the Dolphins and we're sitting with one, maybe two losses by the week ten bye, then he'll probably be like, eh, I think we can go out there
0: and do our best and maybe win this game. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Did you see in the? I, I didn't watch the podcast, but I just saw snippets. Um Andy like accidentally cheering on the Eagles at one point because he forgot. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that great. Huh. Um, all right, week twelve. Reese, then we have our first Raiders matchup. Normally, I'd be scared, but uh, not really scared. And uh, in Vegas, uh, Thanksgiving weekend Raiders. Who you got? I got Chiefs beating the Raiders in this one because we don't know who the Raiders' quarterback's
1: going to be, and they didn't draft one of these young studs in the drafts like we thought Brian they might. Uh. I'm not afraid of Jimmy Garoppolo in this system. Jimmy Garoppolo was better in the Niners system because he was with better players and a better coach, a better organization. Now I think we come in and we might slap the Raiders pretty hard. I'm going to say, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Let's call it 33 to. 21 Chiefs
0: yeah if, if if it was any other coordinator any other head coach I think the Raiders could be interesting with you know Josh Jacobs coming off of his best year Michael Mayer I think is the best tight end at the, from this draft class Devontae Adams obviously you know had had the most yards in the nfl last year like this could be a good offense and not an elite offense with jimmy but like if jimmy makes all the right plays it could be an exciting offense just like you said but but he doesn't have a shanahan he has he has josh mcdaniels and josh mcdaniels is like becoming the laughing stock of the nfl so and uh another team that paid so much for their defense that just didn't show up right chandler jones like where were you last year, dude? Um, yeah, I was very surprised that Kansas City had more sacks than they did with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But you know, Max Crosby's the only one doing stuff on that defensive line. They paid so much for, so yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot happening for the Raiders. Like maybe they beat us on one of these games, but it's like it is a hard. I mean, it's a long shot maybe that they beat us. Um, so I have us winning. How about uh, thirty-one to twenty-one? All right. Two wins. All win. right, Raiders. We are through eleven weeks. No, twelve weeks. We go into week mm-hmm. thirteen. The matchup of the century. Um, rematch. Jordan Love v. Patrick Mahomes in Lambo. Has Has Patrick Mahomes played in Lambo? Am I?
1: No, he was supposed well, to fun. back in twenty nineteen. But that's when he has kneecap dislocation. And Matt that Moore Matt played Moore
0: incredibly game. admirably. That's right. So. That's yep. right. All right. December third, Packers uh in Lambo. Who do you got?
1: I have us beating the Packers. I I don't magically expect Jordan Love to play well in his first year as a starter, especially in with a team that's, I don't know, at such a a crossroads right now. Friend of the podcast, David Farrell pointed out that the Packers are incredibly young and only have like three players over the age of twenty eight or something like that. So that's good, but Again, I don't expect this team to just magically gel in year one after he leaves. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter when Brett Favre left, they were pretty bad. I think they were like were they like four and twelve that year or five and eleven or something? It wasn't good. So while while I'm still reserving judgment on Jordan Love, I don't think this is the game and this is the year he's just magically gonna turn this on. So I'm gonna say the Chiefs win this one probably Let's say 29-24.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we've only seen one game of Jordan Love, and he played pretty decently against the Chiefs. But again, our Chiefs defense was historically bad during that point, so I'm not going to take any stock in that game. Um, I don't really have a lot of faith in Jordan Love. I think this it's going to be a project year. I think this could be a tank year as well for... For the Packers, because if they can get, not that I don't think they can get Caleb Williams, but if they can get Caleb, um, Drake May, I think there's even a third guy that's budding in there. I forget what the quarterback's name is, but there's like three guys that could be very good. A team like the Packers that has the unit set up, right? They got the two tight ends. They got um, Christian Watson, and that other guy that they just picked up as well. I forgot his name. Um, it's set up for a good quarterback, so I wouldn't be surprised if they start tanking. Especially by week thirteen, so yeah. yeah how about um, and because Patrick Mahomes' first time in Lambo, it's got to be exciting. So how about how about Patrick has a game of his life, forty to forty to forty to twenty? Oh, give it to me. I love that. That'd be all fun. right. Oh, be one of those like. Remember when he was? I was there when he was in Lambo. Uh, all right, week fourteen against the Bills in Arrowhead. What do you got? I'm gonna say the Bills win this one. Just because,
1: again, we're the target the Bills keep shooting for every year. And I think, again, Andy being a smart guy knows there's probably a good chance he's going to see the Bills in another four or five weeks in the playoffs. So he's like, I'm not going to bring my A game against the Bills. I'm just going to do my best to, you know, show up, see if the team can execute and win. But I'm not going to bring out my A playoff script. Bills are probably going to be in a tighter division race at that point than we are as well with, you know, the Jets and the Dolphins probably – not nipping at their heels, but within striking range that if the Bills did drop that game, they would know that they're in trouble. So I think Bills bring their A game, and they beat us on December 10th. Uh, score,
0: uh, 31, 31, 24 Bills. 30, no, 31-23 Bills. You're probably right, but my name's Hot Take Mondo. And I have oh. to stick with I had to stick with my hot takes Reese. The bills are done. Really? And by week f- and the, by week 14 the bills are done, man. I think I think we have the script on Josh Allen. I don't know how how many adjustments they can actually make. I think I think people know how to play Josh Allen. They didn't invest in court in wide receiver. Some people are saying that Dalton Kincaid can be put on the slot. I'm just like, come on! I don't know if that's going to work. They're going to do this twelve formation. I'm sure it's going to be like impressive, but you have to be elite at this point. The AFC is just—it's too good, man. It's too good. And trying a new system with Josh Allen—I mean, we even heard it from Buffalo. Mike—he said we've never seen a, a a two tight end system in 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 Buffalo. And like again, you got to be elite. You can't be good. And uh, year one in a in a twelve formation system—that's new for Josh Allen. That's new for Knox, Kincaid, and you know Stefan Diggs. Again, you got to be great. And I don't think the Bills are going to be great. Sayonara, Bills. How about thirty-one? <laughs> screw it. Thirty-one to twelve. Thirty-one to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't even to say with the face. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Take, take that Buffalo, Mike. If we win thirty-four to twelve, oh, you say thirty-one or thirty-four to twelve? <laughs> thirty-one. If we win thirty-one to twelve against the Bills, I'll get that tattooed
0: on me somewhere. Great. Stamp that. Yeah. I hope I hope you and I become famous enough that at some point someone finds this podcast and like, yes. <laughs> just takes this snippet and then we get fired. Yeah, 100%. 100%. All right. <laughs> Week 15, Patriots at Gillette Stadium. Monday night against Mac Jones. Big Mac attack. Um,
1: I think we beat them. I'm not afraid of the Patriots. I don't know who they draft. Well, I know who they drafted, but... I don't think they drafted or acquired any serious players of Impact this year. Juju! Not to men- Juju! Um, no, I I don't think they drafted anyone of that much importance. That's going to like be an overnight one-man army game changer on that squad. The elephant in the room is still Mac Jones, and I think he is... He has an incredibly low ceiling. Incredibly low ceiling. I mean, heck, Bailey Zappi might be playing at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh... Dude, I I really think we go in there and we rough them up, and it's probably going to be like twenty seven. Man, it could be like twenty seven nineteen Chiefs, something like that.
0: Yeah, Patriots were a fluke last year. Where at the end of the season they were they were in it to win it, but I that very very fluky. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if if the Patriots try to make a move for Malik Willis, bring him in and start mm. try to develop him. I think Bill announces his retirement. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones, you know, screams his way, temper tantrum out of out of the league. Not the league, but at least the Patriots. I think Ju- we see who Juju really is after having, you know, Ben Roethlisberger at an elite level, having Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback to ever live, and now having Mac Jones. So, yeah, I think the Patriots are fool's gold. Still great defense. Still, you know, Matt Judon is still that dog. But not dog enough, man. How about, uh... No. And, I mean, we have to consider Patrick Mahomes, even though it's, like, not the Tom Brady era. I think think Patrick Mahomes still remembers. He still remembers Gillette Stadium. He still remembers the New England Patriots. So I have... Sorry, I have the Chiefs winning... How about 25? 25 to 21. Right on. Right on. All right, Reece, rounding out the season, we got week, six, week 16 in Kansas City on Christmas Day. The Raiders, who do you got?
1: I have the Chiefs smoking the Raiders on Christmas because we are not going to lose to the Raiders in Arrowhead on Christmas Day. I just do not see that happening. I think that McDaniels might be on the hot seat at this point. The team may have already turned their back on him. I don't expect their quarterback situation to be in great standing at that point. I think it's going to be short and sweet to the point we beat the Raiders 30. No, this, this is going to be a big statement like legendary Chiefs game, like the massacre against the Raiders on Christmas. So I'm going to say it's like 37 to 17 <laughs> Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I, I won't uh, wax poetically with this one. Yeah, we're going to whoop them just like you said. I don't know, 30, 31 to 14. All right, here comes the fun game, Reese. Week 17 in Kansas City, uh, AFC rematch. Cincinnati Bengals, New Year's Eve. Oh, man.
1: Cincinnati. Okay, so what makes this game difficult is that I really do feel that now that they finally beat him when it counted, and now that Patrick has another Lombardi gap between him and Joe Burrow. That I feel like the monkey is kind of off the Chiefs' back because ever since that first game they lost against them in this whole saga, they've kind of played with a chip on their shoulder, like they have to win. And It's made them play stiff, and it's made them you know, lose all these three point games, da da da. But now, that, like they can play a little more loose. I think there's a chance they might just be able to show up and like beat the Bengals for once. But with this being a rivalry game, it'll be probably jockeying for playoff position. Again, it's tricky because I don't think Andy will want to bring out his A game against the Bengals, knowing he might have to play him in three weeks at this point. So I I think the Bengals are going to win this one. I think we're going to be hearing Houday chants coming down on New Year's Eve in Kansas City. The Houday chant being, honestly, a top three, or sorry, a bottom three all-time chant in any sport or in any like fact of life so i I think we're going to lose that one in another screwy three-point
0: game Eh, let's call it uh, 27 24 Bengals. dude i'm so excited for this game i'm making a promise here on 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 fcsm if i if i finish my coding class and I i get a coding job my first like big purchase yeah. is I'm I'm going to Kansas City. I'm 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 going to see this game with you, man. Like oh, oh baby. Eve. Oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be such a good game. I'm so excited. I think I the, here's where I think that and I don't think Andy's gonna throw the playbook at him, but I think Andy's gonna have to play this game because I think you're right. At this point, there is gonna be seeding implications, and what we saw from last year, like we, you know. There was so much that happened. Obviously, we don't have to go into what happened last year, but like seeding mattered last year. It was, you know, I I don't know whether we win the Super Bowl if we didn't have home field advantage for all of it. Um, I think it's going to be really important. I think we're probably going to go down the wire. Um, and I think the Chiefs bring their A game. And this is one of those nail biter games that you and I are going to remember for a very long time. Um but like you said, the monkey is off our back. I think we're going to have confidence going to that game. Um, who knows what that Bengals offense looks like with Orlando Brown Jr. Now, like I think we bring the house. I think Spags just, I think Spags just packs that left side and just comes at Orlando yeah. Brown Jr. Um, and then who knows what Joe Mixon looks like or if he's even still on the team at that point. So how about you know, another just like incredible game that we tell our kids about? Thirty-one to thirty Chiefs.
1: You know what's interesting, and this is me thinking way too far into this, but you're talking about playoff seeding and how important it would be. What if, though, in this situation, the Chiefs are tied with someone for the one seed, and if they win, they have to win the next week at the Chargers to have a chance for that one seed still. But if they lose to the Bengals, they'll be out of the one seed, and they could just rest their starters the next week at Chargers.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, that's a very specific situation that's probably unlikely to happen. But I think it's worth thinking about.
0: I I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like home field advantage. No. You're right. Rest resting does matter more, especially at that point of the season. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we do rest the starters just to say that we can take some time off we'll have the wild card off as well that'll give us a couple weeks but, you know patrick mahomes on that much rest that defensive line with that rest um yeah that's a good question Well, no i'm
1: saying we lose though because then we would rest week 18 but oh, play in the, play wild the wild card, card the next week
0: uh, no i don't think i don't think we do just cuz like yes we're confident but anything happens in the wild card Especially with the Chiefs, right? After losing the Colts game in week like three or four. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, you know, I think I, I yeah. think we still play our A game, and it's still, no matter what, it'll be a competitive game. Okay. All right, ending it off. Week 18, Reese, Chargers at SoFi. Man,
1: Chargers at SoFi. This one's tricky. Uh, I almost want to say I only have us with one division loss, which is what we usually do. You know what? I think we beat the Chargers Week 18. I really do. At yeah, that's gonna be going into the playoffs. There's gonna be seating implications. It's not like this could be a game where Andy's like, I'm not gonna throw the kitchen sink at him playbook wise. But like, I'm gonna bring a good script, you know. And if if it if it comes down to the wire late in the game, like we need a few good plays to come up. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring out a few good plays to to make sure we win this one. But yeah, I think this could be Staley swan song. Uh. You know, Justin Herbert decides not to extend with the, the Chargers and he Ooh. goes somewhere in the NFC because everyone's sick of playing in the AFC and then we have a mass migration of oh, talent great. a quarterback to the NFC. Aaron Rodgers retires. Uh yeah, Aaron Rodgers retires. Um, I'm gonna say we beat the Chargers uh 30 30 to 24.
0: Yeah, if I'm if I'm holding true to my narrative that you know, the, I don't see Kellen Moore and the Chargers really gelling. Uh, it could be over by this point, right? They could be just like way out of contention. It could just blow up in their face. So I'll just, I'll go, i roll with that narrative and say we win pretty easily. You know, maybe, maybe Pat sits that fourth quarter and we got, you know, whoever, it, I forgot who we just signed. We would signed a vet, but, uh, maybe we got a vet in there to finish it off. How about, uh, about 28 to 21.
1: 28 21. Okay. Okay. So we're through the season, Armando. What do our
0: individual tallies look like? I here? have now I I was being bullish on the bills, so I I don't know if this is going to be it. Like I'm not in my heart of hearts. I don't think this is right, but screw it. Uh, I have 14, uh, 14 wins, three losses. Wait, who are your three losses? I've got, I've got, uh, I see Broncos and Eagles. Who else you got on there? Um, who are my three losses? So, I, Eagles, one Bronco, and the Jets. So I have us losing the Jets. Oh, I sorry, you had us losing to the Jets. I forgot about
1: that. Okay. Okay, fair. I was gonna say for a hot second I, I only saw two losses. I'm like, dude, no way do you see us going like 15 and two?
0: <laughs> and I, and uh, realistically, we're probably going 13 four.
1: This will be interesting. Yeah, Chiefs, uh, I have them going 13-4 and four this year, which is funny because I actually don't feel like the schedule is as daunting as we've had the last few years. It's a tricky schedule. It's a first-place schedule. But it's schedule, scattered but tricky. Yeah, it's scattered tricky. The NFC North on paper is a pretty favorable draw because we don't know who the best team in that division is. It might be the Lions even, but it, probably the Vikings. And, you know, Bears and Packers are huge in flux. We don't have the AFC South this year. We don't have the Titans who always give us trouble. No, that's um, right. Yeah. You know, the we have the AFC East. And, and, you know, we've seen the Bills and the Bengals multiple times this season for the last few years. And this very well might not be as good of an addition as the Bills, as you've mentioned. We've seen in the past. And, you know, the Bengals are the Bengals. You know, we're used to playing the Bengals. And this is yeah, I,
0: I kind of hate that I didn't pick any like surprise loss games though. If okay, how about this? If you had to pick one surprise loss game, who is it?
1: Um, one surprise loss game. I I, I, I mean, week one versus the Lions, probably. I was gonna say the same thing, yeah. Yeah, it feels very trappy game. We could be kind of standing there like shell shocked, being like, we do what? And then, <laughs> you know, good morning football and ESPN, all those guys will just be like crying over their happiness being like oh who are the chiefs in trouble
0: oh yeah <laughs> steve i have steven a's top 15 nfl teams and the chiefs are not on that list
1: oh my gosh yeah you are going to see i mean they'll, they'll just have a field day with that if that happens they'll be like yeah, i have the chiefs missing the playoffs i don't see where they're i
0: don't see where they find seven wins <laughs> you know yeah no, i know i i i say the same that if there is one bizarre game it's probably the lions game could be other ones but yeah this this year is different where like last year I feel like we we played the Bengals the Bills the Ravens back to back to back mm-hmm. where I I don't see a back to back game where I'm like very worried I'm I mean really nothing I feel like we we have a lot of time off and I mean maybe Miami Eagles but again there's a bye week in between there so yeah I don't really see it and that's great for us I think it's going to be a great season Broncos Chargers Broncos Dolphins
1: by Eagles will probably be a very telling part of the schedule truth be yeah. told, you got three divisional yeah. games against teams that want blood and have beaten us in a while you got the dolphins in germany which is you're gonna throw everything out the window and eagles off the bye revenge game but off a bye week so anything could
0: happen yeah yeah the only issue you're right the only issue i can see is like if the vikings are real the broncos are real the chargers are real miami still has two uh Um, And then we have Jalen Hurts that then that would be a one, two, three, four, five, six, a seven week stretch of of people that might be in the playoffs. But again, we had that last year. So we did. We need to come out of that specific five game
1: stretch at least three and two. If we're if we're two and three coming out of that, I
0: will start raising some concerns. And to be fair, a lot of uh, Reese Incarnate Bach Lesnar's concerns have been proven correct. So I'll believe you. Yeah, if we, if we go out there with a losing record, we're going to give Reese Incarnate Bach Lesnar the spotlight that week so we'll see what happens ladies and gentlemen this was fun we broke down the schedule next week i believe uh we'll talk about those drafts draft picks with sam kuyper jr we got a little tape on that on that rookie mini camp and we got some more camps coming up so we'll have even more tape some more scoops for you then so stay tuned again donate on patreon like us on social media and we'll see you next time go chiefs, go chiefs! We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This
1: podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash F-C-S-M to gain access to premium content including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews.